All right, Jim, ahead, Jim, what, what are we talking about today? Slowing market in some pockets, um, new construction, and what the thing I'm really most excited about, which is sad and scary and exciting, is the How Local Government Works series I'm going to put together. Yeah. Um, briefly on the market, though, uh, talking to, we were talking about our nest agents a little while ago, uh, talking to a lot of nest agents, we are, what's today, can we put the date, can we put the date on this one? August, yeah, 27th. Uh, today's 27 April. Mm-hmm. Um, to a person, we're seeing a slowing market. Uh, I think it's driven in part by so what we're the signs of that are new listings. A lot of new listings are having few to no showings. Um, wow, interesting. You know, across you know, across the the you know, the gamut of you know lower end. You know, in our market, lower end is 250 to 300 up to million, million two, million five. Yeah. Um, I think it's driven in part by you know the Rates have nudged up a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now we're looking at four seven five, four which, and a half, four and a yeah, which is yep. still stupid low, but it's you know it's, it's a point st- higher than where it was a year ago this time. Though. Yeah, which yeah. is real real money. Um, so that I think also prices have gotten high. I mean, when whenever we see prices skyrocket as they have, people kind of retrench and and they get scared of the market uh, and affordability drops. Um, I think that hopefully we're seeing just a a lull in the market that. Yeah. Traditionally, we see a end of school year lull. Uh, hopefully, this is just an earlier one than we're than we are accustomed to. Sure, I think it's also because people got the last few years the market has been pulled forward a little bit because the people in where we were in 2018, 2016, and 17 who couldn't find anything when something finally came on in February 2018, they jumped on it. Yeah, that combined with people who could not find anything in 2017 contracted in you know September, October, November of 2017 to close. In 2018, so yeah. those buyers were pulled into fall of 2017 and pulled out of the market, the resale market entirely. Hmm. That also new construction is killing it. I mean, the the I, I looked for some clients moving to Crozet or contemplating moving moving to Crozet, and we looked at the. I mean, I was looking at the 500 to 850 price point for single family homes. Yeah, and half of the things that were out there were new construction, which is astonishing. And you're seeing significant new construction. Well, all of those new neighborhoods that they're building between, like, along where the Crozet trails are, mm-hmm. back in the, like, that's going to connect all of these things. Like, I hope so. My, I mean, wife, I hope and I, my wife and I drove through, like, the, 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 the at least just where the, the roads have been going in. And, like, you're starting to see the houses pop up. And we're just like, oh, my God, they're going to add 300 houses back here. Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. And it's, um, so, yeah, so we're seeing, but we're seeing a lot of new. That stuff is moving fairly rapidly, um, and you're seeing resale homes are, depending on where you are, are being really hit hard because they're not, not able to, to compete with new. Because people, it's it's. You know, I've had several clients in the last few years who are looking at the four fifty five hundred range. Can't find it, and they end up buying six fifty. Yeah, which is, I mean, hundred fifty grand is not a tiny amount of money. Uh, but they go in and they say, "Well, here's this house for five twenty-five, five fifty. I'm going to have to spend fifteen twenty-five in the next couple of years to bring it up with HVAC, roof, mm-hmm. counters, etc." And they say, "You know what? I'll just you know, suck it up and spend one hundred and fifty thousand dollars more, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars more for brand new, so you, you have maintenance free for ten, twelve, fifteen years." Yeah. So it's it's been a an interesting time in the early spring twenty eighteen market to to understand. Um, so yeah, it's you know we'll see. I mean, I've, I've told clients for years that you know when they say what's the market like in 
April 2018. I was like, I don't know. I'll tell you in you know, September 2019 after we've been had a chance to look back. Because when yeah. you're sort of the eye in the storm, eye of the storm, it's hard to to really understand what's happening. You know, this kind of goes back to, I mean, a pod we did a little while back where we were talking about is there another bubble happening, and it's it it is almost kind of feeling like yeah, not not as severely nationwide, but at least right. in our area there was a bubble and it mm-hmm. it ballooned very quickly and is kind of deflating very quickly. It yeah. seems like. Yeah, I mean, I think you know you look at the where we are from a trend perspective, and the the stuff that I'm reading says that we are not in a bubble. That we just have people will keep coming here. Economy strong. You know, people have jobs. They are one of the concerning things is that uh, again the buyers are being are older now because it used to be you could buy 26, 27, 28 years old. Now you're buying 32 to 36 years old because you still have 500 bucks of student loans. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah. So it's um. You know, again, it, I tell my client, my clients buy for you know eight to fifteen year horizon, and you're fine. But yeah. that also hurts the market from resale because there's less inventory. So they buy for fifteen year horizon. You know, there's less stuff that comes on the market every year. Mm-hmm. So the demand remains high, supply remains slow. We're gonna have prices going up, which is you know, where we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my advice to my my sellers and my buyers is, if at all possible, be patient. And it's easy for me to say because I'm not the one who's, you know, going to be homeless, uh, mm-hmm. which it's, you know, I think patience is the thing that, that people should strive for. Um, so, it's, you know, it's a, it's, it's a very easy thing for me to say, but it's 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 a tough market for a lot of people. Yeah. So that's my little market. Patience is tough, though, right? I mean, like it, like you said, it's easy for you to say, but it, it also can lead to, I mean, like if you're patient or you slow play something, when, like you said, inventory is low and the things that are coming are like sort of in this, maybe not right in your range and there's not just an easy option that's in your range or you're like, you know, when I moved in 07, we were looking at like six or seven different places mm-hmm. that were like right in our range that like were good options in different neighborhoods and we kind of narrowed it down from there. Like it doesn't seem like that that's, it doesn't seem like that would work as well now. No, it's, you know, I think, you know, I was, we were joking about how half of what I do is therapy. You know, a lot of it is recognizing that there is, you know, familial strife when you sell your house and you're like, great, where am I going to go? Yeah. You know, I think that that's, that's a huge component of it. But it's also, you know, a lot of that is really just me listening to, to families work things out of where are we going to live. Um, you know, but I think that part of it also is understanding that there's going to be, you know, maybe three homes that come on the market that fit. And it's, and it's I've been I've been trying to work on how to how to articulate this in words, but it, you know getting to a point where you say this is good enough, mm-hmm. you know, and it's you talk, talk about spending three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars saying eh, this five twenty five is good enough. Ooh, uh, you know it's in that that's a body blow, man. Yeah, that's that, nuts. But that five hundred thousand dollar house is good enough. It needs fifteen or twenty five thousand dollars worth of stuff. Need being relative. I mean the counters are fine. Right, you, know, you can you can put your 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 Dr. Ho's pizza box on it and it won't fall, but it needs from a market perspective to be granite, yeah, or solidstone or quartz yeah. or whatever. Um, but recognizing that of the 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 breadth of stuff that's out there, this five hundred thousand dollar house is good enough to house your family. I think is is, is it's a hard thing to come to terms with. Um, and so I think that with the way I work is we look at everything we possibly can and say, all right, well, we've got, we've looked at 16 homes. 
seventeenth is good enough. So it's yeah, I mean it's yeah. it's it, it makes it, you cringe, man. It it you it, it's it, you kind of feel a little bit of bile pull up when you talk about spending five hundred grand on a house that's not perfect. Uh, but recognizing that, you know, I've been doing this for seventeen years now. I wrote a story years ago about how everybody compromises, and I had one client emailed me and said, "Not me. I got the perfect house." Um, and, and she's you know, and she's for her it was the perfect house. But that's you know, I've got a couple you know, hundreds of clients over seventeen years. They all compromise, and so they all come to that point of that that head where it's like, ah, all right. I mean. I've talked to you about this a bunch off the podcast, mm-hmm. but Terry and I feel that way about our house that we live in the same neighborhood together. Right. We are just now getting to that place where we lived in it for two years and we've kind of like made our checklist of like little projects that we want to do, paint, do some electrical work, do some bookshelf, like built-in bookshelves kind of things that right. we're going to start chipping away at that now. And that's kind of what you do when you move into a house. You give it a year or two and figure out what you want to do and then start right. chipping away at that. But, I mean, we were – something kind of popped up in the real estate market that she and I went to check out because we were like, oh, man, this could be like – we need we, like we may need to consider making a, making a move on something right. here. And, uh, you know, it just it – just, we realized that that thing was amazing and it, it just didn't fit right. And then we came back to our house and we are just like – we feel that we got the perfect thing for what our family and our lifestyle mm-hmm. is. Like we bought that house. Right. And, you know, again, you, you say too, like, you know, the thought of putting $500,000 into a home where you don't feel like it's perfect is like, that's a lot of money for something that's not perfect. But I mean, money is relative. I mean, $500,000 to someone is $300,000 to me is $200,000 to somebody else, which is right. 3 million to somebody else. Like re- money is relative. I mean, that is just the way the world works, mm-hmm. but it, it's, I think the thing that like just, makes me just feel a little bit more wary and concerned about where the real estate market is right now. Maybe you can put me to rest on this is just that it still feels 10 years later, volatile at times where it's just like huge amounts of spikes, huge amounts of dives. I'm, I'm actually like benefited on the plus side of it. I mean, we just did a refinance that we like, we got our appraisals in on stuff. It was like, we got a great deal on our house in hindsight, two years later, like we made out like bandits mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and I look, I, I, it just makes me concerned. Cause I was like, I remember what happened 10 years ago. Like, I don't want to see the whole thing just tank yeah. and everybody's underwater again. And I don't think we're going to have a subprime issue again. No, but and I've read a, I read a story a while ago saying that once you've been through a crash, you never fully recover. What I mean is I'm waiting for that other, other shoe. I mean, the market for a lot of people feels pretty good right now for the ones who can't afford anything. It's obviously bad. And there's a lot of those people, which is why there. there's probably a stagnant sales happening right now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, yeah. you know, but I'm also waiting for that $500,000 house to all of a sudden be 325. Yeah, yeah or 365. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I showed a short yeah. sale the other day. Yeah. I haven't showed one of those in a long time. Yeah. And they I pulled up, they pulled they paid X for it, you know, 18 months ago and it's back on the market and they it's a short sale. It's probably been near 10 years since you did one of those probably. No, right? it's been 3 or 4. Really? Yeah, okay. I mean, we're we're still we're still kind of making our way through. I showed a foreclosure a couple weeks ago. Hmm. I mean, it's always been there. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's going to be an interesting time to see what happens when, uh, when the market fully, when we had that full hindsight. Hey, everybody. I wanted to take a quick break to talk about Rockfish. I'm sure you're all aware that the music industry has changed pretty dramatically over the last decade. Artists were able to create more music than ever before. 
we know because we're out here making those records with them. We're working with talented up and coming artists that big labels ignore. Our mission is to make great records and create a closer connection between artists, their fans, old and new, and the recording company. It's really pretty simple. For a subscription starting at $3 per month, you get access to our entire archive of music. And inside, you not only get the records we're producing, but all kinds of rough tracks, alternate takes, and bonus material. You're gonna access all of the stages of the recording process. So go check us out at rockfishmusic.com and subscribe. If you're a music fan, this is an amazing way to access new music and directly support independent artists. Um, hmm. Local government. Yeah. It's sexy. It's awesome. It's exciting. It's boring as hell. I'm excited to talk about this, though. Um, yeah, so I read a story in... You think you, you seem incredulous that he's he's excited. I mean, like the wit. I think I know. I think he's being truthful. <laughs> no, no, but it's I, just because he's the, got FOMO because I, I went to the Altamont County I, Caucus and I he think, didn't even know it was I think happening. I think, that, I, I think he's genuinely excited about it, but the way he said it sounded so disingenuous. <laughs> it's so like I think that in his heart, yes, I think Dave wants to talk about local government. But the way he said it was like, I'm really excited about talking about this. It's just not did not indicate that true heartfelt feeling. That's so, all I'm saying. That's all I'm so saying. for listeners who can't see Dave scoffing at, at Bart, <laughs> it's 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 quite it's it, it's it's palpable. Uh, but no, weird. So I, I read a story. There's a blog in uh, Tacoma, Washington, and she did a series on how does local government work. And I was reading about it a couple months ago, and I said that looks really interesting. And like I, she had done like put together a team which I'm still in search of my team because right now the team is me, which I'm happy to do, but it's a whole lot of work. Yeah. Um, but no, so she she did, like, had a civics teacher, um, somebody doing, like, the marketing, the hype, someone doing the uh, venue selection, uh, but talking about how local government works. Mm-hmm. And we had, a, I put it out on the Real Crozet blog, Facebook, whatever, a couple weeks ago, and our first gathering, I refused to call them meetings because meetings suck. Yep. And this is going to be a fun thing. Um we had seven people at the Mudhouse in Crozet. Awesome. Um, and just people excited to learn about local government and how the process works because we're all – we all acknowledge our ignorance um, about how it works. We all live here. We're all interested. But we need to figure out what – you know, what, what's the Board of Supervisors? What's the school board? What you – know, is Crozet a town? No, it's not. Uh, what are the growth areas within, within Albemarle County? How long does a thing take to become a thing? You know, how's the budget process work? Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're doing. I, I'm working on nailing it down now, but I think we're you know we're set for May fifteenth, Piedmont Place, uh, in Crozet. May fifteenth. Um, May fifteenth. I'm gonna put that on my calendar. Um, Seven p.m. It's gonna be you know people can come and you know grab a beer at the bottle shop, tacos at Morsel Compass, you know go to cool. smoke to the rooftop afterwards. But we've got uh, at the moment we have Lee Sillenberg, uh, who was a former uh, assistant county executive, I think. She was within. She was with. She was with Albemarle County for years and years and years. And she knows the the ins and outs of how local government works. And I got uh, Sean Tubbs. Oh, cool. Which I'm yeah. excited uh, to have him. He knows. He knows all the stuff. Yeah. You know, he works with Charlottesville tomorrow. I think he's one. He was their first employee, I think. But he's been doing that for ten or eleven years. Uh, I mean, he goes. He goes to all the meetings. He knows. Mm-hmm. And he knows more than anybody in that room put together. Uh, so we're going to have a panel discussion with Lee, maybe one other person, talking about the Albemarle County comp plan. Awesome. Again, sexy, interesting stuff. Yeah. But it affects our daily lives 
frankly, more than— Because I'm sure we're going to have a bunch of people listening to this that are not going to know what the Albemarle County comp plan is. Explain right. that for, for them. Uh, basically, it's the, the way that the county grows and manages itself. It, the comprehensive plan shows how the growth patterns work. It shows how, you know, how where the developments are slated to be, uh, but also how we want our county to exist. Frankly, from a parks yeah. and rec perspective, from a schools perspective, from a growth management and land use perspective, um, transportation, all yeah. the stuff that factors into how we live and how our taxes are applied. That's really great. Um, so it's something that again, it, it's it's something I think that we all should know. Uh, and it's going to. I wrote a story years ago saying about how being a citizen takes hard work and sacrifice, but it's true. I mean, it's, you know, we're, you know, hopefully we'll have more than five people at this thing um, there to learn and ask questions, have a dialogue about you know, what our local government is. Because most of us go through our lives, you know, just reading the newspaper occasionally, but expecting that somebody else and those other people are going to manage everything and it's going to be fine. But I think it's incumbent upon all of us to, to frankly, learn. Yeah. Um, and it's an opportunity for, you know, I mean, Lee and Sean are, extraordinarily knowledgeable about Albemarle County government and growth plans and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, and frankly, I don't even have the good questions to ask yet. Yeah. My goal is to have people walk out of there, you know, le- having better, less ignorant questions to ask. Yeah. Um, not stupid ignorant, but ignorant, because I'm ignorant about a lot of that stuff. Because I don't do knowledgeable, ignorant. Right, yeah. Correct. Uh, and also, and ho- hopefully meet some community members and make some new friends and do that thing. I mean, it's going to be... Now, this one's going to be at Piedmont Place. I think we're going to do our first gathering at Mudhouse. Um, one awesome com- community note. The manager there had told me we could do it, and then I went in around 4.30 to just get some work done and talk to him. And he said, yeah, I know you're doing it at 7 o'clock tonight, but we close at 7. <laughs> I said, oh, well, uh, you know, 4.30, 4.45, it's too late for me to cancel. Like, no, it's all right. We'll, we'll stay open, and we'll make all the drinks and stuff for you. And then, uh, you know, we just want to be here for the community to, to to let you do what you need to do. It's great. So the guy stayed open for us while he cleaned, and it was great. But one of the things that came out of that one was that we need to do this every six weeks hmm. instead of okay. you know, six or six or eight. We're still yeah. figuring it out. But every four weeks, it's 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 hard to to make time to yeah do this every four weeks. Yeah. Um. Because I'm learning now that. You know, planning it takes two to three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to get guests and schedules and venues and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, it would be topical or? Well, I mean, I don't want it to be. I mean, I, I want it to be. You know, I'd love to get a civics teacher, frankly, uh, who who knows local government. Um, you know, I want it to be civics one hundred and one for for the adults. Uh, yeah. You know, I I don't. So topical. I don't. You know, I don't. You know, one of the key things I want to make sure is that it's not partisan. Political rants. Yeah, I don't want it. I mean, I don't want it to be, you know, a Democrat group comes and says, let's advocate for this thing at the schools, or a Republican group comes and says, let's do this thing with the growth. You're I, not looking for an that's action That's politics. Plan. You're looking for civics. Yeah, I don't want people to come and say, let's organize to do this. No, I don't want you there. Yeah. Um, frankly, I want you to come in with an open mind to learn and take that knowledge and advocate at your meeting, wherever that is. Yeah. But I think that you know, I don't want it to be. You know, us versus them. This is us coming together to figure this stuff out. Um, so topical, yes. But partisan and political, 